The Welsh Wire, where talent and business connect in West Michigan. The Welsh Wire features moderator Mike Rogers and professional recruiting expert Sherry Welsh in this podcast. Listen in as leaders from a wide array of small to mid-sized West Michigan companies weigh in and share their experiences and insights on a variety of business topics, including employee retention challenges and recruitment success stories. Hi, this is Mike Rogers with another great Welsh Wire conversation sponsored by the Family Business Alliance. Now, here's Sherry Welsh. Today, we have joining us as our guests, Jeff Disher, President and CEO Hello. Yeah. of Disher Consulting. And we also have Brad Hillary, CEO from Web Chemical in Muskegon. Hi, Sherry. Glad to have you both with yeah, us. Thanks. So, Jeff, tell us about Disher, who you are, and how you got started. Sure, yeah. Um, Disher is a nationally recognized uh, firm that does business consulting. We do talent attraction, so we help companies attract, hire, and retain talent. And then our biggest focus is in product development, helping companies develop products uh, all the way from concept into manufacturing, and then we help manufacturers produce those products efficiently and effectively. We've got offices in Michigan and Indiana. And we're about 160 uh, from a size standpoint, from a team standpoint. And uh, we work with a variety of customers in a variety of industries. Two big ones are furniture and uh, automotive. Oh, great. And then we have uh, a number of other industries uh, throughout the state mm-hmm. and uh, the region. Um, we've been recognized for our culture through Fortune magazine which really helped from a, a branding standpoint to attract talent to our team. Bad. And uh, it's something that we focus hard on at Disher is our culture and our mission statement, which is make a positive difference, is something that everybody on our team knows. They know how they live into it every day with our clients, with our teammates, and with our community. So that's, I think, what makes us who we are in in the industries that we work with. And Wonderful. So, yeah. And you started the company how many years ago, Jeff? 19. We're actually on our 20th year now. So, oh, congratulations. Uh, yeah. yeah. In some ways, it seems just like yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Was yeah, this one so, of those started it in my basement, uh, you know, folding of, table kind of a thing? It was yeah. a card table kind of startup with a uh-huh. computer from home, although I wasn't at home, but it felt like that. And that was really a shoestring startup. Yeah. And so I had uh, uh, one customer that was you're going to use me for maybe 10 hours a week, but that was not a sustainable right. pace. So we had to um, build from there. But here we are 19 years later, about 160 people and um, a lot of great stories along the way, a lot of lessons that we've learned along the way. And and it, really what, the business has evolved yeah, quite a bit from starting out doing engineering and design consulting right. kind of services to really full scale business consulting and a, and a variety of different aspects because sure, exactly. you probably found as you got into work with clients, the needs were great. Yes, very, very much so. And our growth was kind of organic. We had engineering work and then we had customers come and say, Hey, we like either your team or we like how you do things. Can you help us in those areas? And so for example, with web, um, how we worked with web was not in an engineering standpoint, but it was more organizational uh, type of work. Right. So it's, it has evolved beyond where I thought in the early days. Uh, but we've been opportunistic in how we've grown. Yeah. 
So yeah. yeah. So you've been helping for almost 20 years now, you've been helping companies grow, do what they do better, meet some challenges exactly. and help them get to the next level right. in whatever manner that is. You've really expanded the services. And sure. along the way, you connected with Brad Hillary. Brad, welcome. We're so glad to have yeah, you here. Thank you. Um, Brad's the CEO at Web Chemical in Muskegon and one of your clients at Disher, yes. Jeff. So tell us a bit about Web and how you got connected with Jeff, Brad. Well, thank you. So Web Chemical uh, has been in West Michigan now 55 years. Uh, I'm second generation. Oh, great. Uh, my father was uh, involved in the company up until 2010 uh, when I took over. And uh, we operate in Mi- Michigan, Indiana, and Ohio okay. as a full-line chemical distributor. So okay. we're not making any chemicals, but we're bringing them from all over the world, uh, repackaging them, and then re-delivering them into the tri-state area. If oh, you okay. And for any particular type of industry? or oh, It's across the gamut. Okay. It, it, uh, it's one of those industries that a lot of people don't know about, mm-hmm. but just about every manufacturer out there uses a chemical somewhere in their facility. Sure. Cleaning, processing, actually in the making of their product, painting, water treatment, pharmaceutical, you right. name it, they're using these raw chemicals somewhere in their organization. Uh, we have stocking points in Fort Wayne, Indiana, Muskegon, Michigan, as well as rail terminal uh, in Toledo. Wow. Quite a big operation then. Yeah. We're, we're actually now just almost 110 employees. Nice. And it's a lot of fun every day. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It sounds like it. So things are going great. You're second generation, but you hit some challenges a few years ago in your business that caused you to reach out maybe to Jeff and connect with Disher. Yeah. So how we connected with them was was quite interesting. So we started to realize there was something not right in the organization, but we couldn't put our finger on the pulse. Yeah. And so we went to different trainings. We researched different trainings, not necessarily strategic planning. Mm-hmm. We, didn't, we knew that wasn't what we needed. Uh, and I did some research on top companies and what they did for retention and culture, and Disher's name came up. Interesting. And so I read a couple of the things of what they had done, and then uh, my sales manager, Kurt Schultons, ended up at a meeting with another Disher representative and said, hey, you should come to Zealand. We have this white wall room, and my sales manager loves white walls or whiteboards. <laughs> So you can just be creative and get it all out of you. Right? And he told me about Dish, and I'm like, okay, one plus one, maybe somebody's telling us we need to go talk with the folks right. over at Disher. And uh, and we did, and that was the beginning of the process. Oh, that's great. And it's interesting because you had shared with us earlier that you were at a, in a spot where you were really growing rapidly. So it wasn't like you were in trouble or there was some big dark cloud. Things were going well, but you had this feeling that something wasn't quite right and you couldn't put your finger on it. Right. We had <clears throat> we had a lot of people who were working for us and working hard, but they weren't what I would call getting it. Mm-hmm. And what we come to find out was that with our rapid growth in sales came at rapid growth in employees. So today at 110 employees. I have 65 employees who have been there less than five years. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I have a whole new employee base that doesn't remember the good old days, right? right? They don't remember the culture when, as the CEO or owner, my father, he knew everyone's name, every every spouse's name, every kid's name, Yeah. because we had one shift, one location, 20 employees. You get your hands around it. 
Yes. Very easily. And and with that rapid growth too, Jeff, you can chime in. I mean, I've seen this happen before too. There's a lot of working in the business, but not on the business. Everybody's just trying to get orders out the door and keep customers satisfied. And no one's really looking at who are we becoming and how do yeah. we do what we do that gets lost yeah. along the way because you just get busy. Right, 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 right. It's so true. I think every organization goes through that. And there's, yeah. there's definitely different stages along the way, whether it's 10 people, 20 people, 50 people, 100 people, and you get to the point where I don't know everybody's name. I don't know everything that's going on. Um, How do I know that the culture is being lived out by everybody throughout the organization? Yeah, yeah. It's not necessarily a horrible challenge, but it's a challenge, and it's not not, – you're not comfortable there. You don't want to be there. With 60 new people, we had 60 new cultures coming into our culture. I think that's what we learned and what what the problem was – is when you were smaller and you add one person, they get used to the culture that you have. Yep. When you get bigger and you add 10 new people and then another 10 new people and then another 10 new people, that culture gets watered down it, and nobody knows what right. is going on. Exactly. Watered down was the thought that came to my mind yeah. too. Yep. I absolutely see that. So you at Web Chemical said, you know what, Jeff, let's sit down, let's talk. Jeff, you started working with Brad and his team about 2017, as I understand it, right? Yeah. So what was your approach when you first sat down with them? So the, the first thing that, that we suggested was to do an assessment, just to find out where are the people at, where what are they thinking. And the right. tool that we used was the Denison Organizational Culture Survey, or DOCS Docs Survey, and that's what we call it. And that's a a 64-question survey that everybody fills out in the organization. It's anonymous, and it basically um, categorizes four areas and the health of those four areas, and those four areas are divvied up into more specific areas as mm-hmm. well. But you get a good snapshot of of where people are at, um, what they think about the organization, and how the organization is performing. And so it's it's a good snapshot. And from that, uh, you can then figure out what your game plan is. Yeah. Where are the areas, where are the gaps that I need to focus on? And it definitely showed some positive areas, but it showed some areas of opportunity as well. And it's a survey that we do on ourselves as well. We do it every two years just kind of as an assessment, a health checkup. Um, so that's where we started. And that exposed some areas that you needed to pinpoint yeah. right down on. So what did that right. show that you needed to do? Yeah, and you can you can jump in as well. well. But I think there's um, the areas for improvement were just that, like Brad said, that there's this generation that had been there a long time. Mm-hmm. And then you have the, the team that's been there less than five years. Yeah. And just you have just not only age differences, but the historical knowledge right. difference. And hey, that's not the way we used to do it. And well, but this is the way people are doing it nowadays and you get, you get that conflict. Mm-hmm. So that was in there. Um, just the, uh, access, access to leadership, I think was another one is you talk, Hey, uh, my dad used to say good night to everybody, you know, on, on all the shifts and, yeah. and, uh, or maybe brought donuts in on Saturday or whatever, but yeah. it's just logistically impossible to do that when you get to the size that, that they are. So, um, how do you um, still have that access, uh, but with the larger organization mm-hmm. was another opportunity. And you mentioned, you know, a number of new people coming in that don't know the culture. They're bringing their own culture in. And so there's a, there was an opportunity for an onboarding process that uh, got them acclimated in the right way uh-huh. uh, yeah, and with the right information and in a way where they immediately start understanding the culture and aligning to that culture right? and without 
tools to help, then it's just kind of a free-for-all when that happens. So that was another area of opportunity. Good. And within that is is this mission of why. Why do we exist? What's our purpose? Who are we? Mm-hmm. And getting their team. So those are some of the things this survey. Showed. Wonderful. So that was very helpful. So you dialed it in. Yes. And you knew where the work needed to happen, what you needed to do. So what happened next? I So the, what happened next was uh, a lot of conversation around the things that could be done and the things that okay. could be worked on. And uh, they were heavy from a standpoint of time. Mm-hmm. And I, you, you absolutely nailed it earlier. We were working in the business a lot. And, and I remember working with the Disher folks saying, you're going to really have to help when you need something done. Give us deadlines. Give us timelines because we're working on 50 things at a time here and we can pause, but then we're going to jump right back into it. Right. And so accountability, right? Yes. It gets brought in in a process like this and, and really helps you do what you need right. to do. Yeah. They hold you accountable. We, we also yeah. had to, you know, develop a trust of, of their process and their system. Sure. Uh, I, I laugh because what do they do? It, it's not an easy, uh, answer what Disher does. I think your, your mission statement, is the best way to describe it yeah. because it's 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 really every, almost everything or anything, but it, it comes back down to making that positive difference. Right, right? that was that focus, and right. so we had to kind of convince some of our management. What does that mean? And we're like, we don't know yet. We're on the journey, so stick with it, and we're going to get there. Right, and that was uh, the process of coming up with uh, this thing called a vision map. Okay. Uh, which has just been a game changer in our organization. Because you didn't really have anything like that before. Not not to this degree. Yeah. Like uh, every company, we had a mission statement, we had vision statement, we had goals, and we had objectives. It's pretty, and it hangs on the right. wall, and new people walk in for the first day, and they see it, and they never think about it again. To, even to a degree, most of it wasn't hanging on the wall. <laughs> most of it was in the book on the shelf. Uh, but we, you know, we had some of that, but what the vision map process enabled us to do was to take literally, I think we filled up 10 or 12 whiteboards. Wow. With ideas and, 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 and who we are and why we exist and how we do things. Mm-hmm. And then whoosh, bring it all down to a one page document that's easy to see and understand. Nice. Nice. How long did this process take? What was the timeline? Well, I think there was about two months of the survey, mm-hmm. and then your team had a chew on it. I think you had yes. to just digest it. Mm. What was it saying? There's so there a lot was, there to unpack. There, there is a lot. Months. And yeah. we wanted to meet with every supervisor and go yeah. over their area of the company and what their employees basically said. And and again, that was very eye-opening because get, what, what what Jeff said was very true. We had opinions of mm-hmm. our old timers and we had opinion of our newer employees and they weren't in line. Isn't that interesting? With each other. And so we're like, aha, okay, we need to get everyone in line. Right, right. So it yeah. revealed some of that. So you got a couple months yeah. starting it and then talking with your leadership and Yeah, and these these vision maps are wonderful tools to help an organization articulate to themselves who they are, why they exist, how they do what they do, what are they doing, who are they doing it for. Mm-hmm. And and it's more than just words on a page. I mean, it's a one-pager, but it's a graphical picture. That's why we call it a vision map. It's a map 
Uh, and if you were able to see it, I mean, it really graphically shows what's happening and what, what the intentions are and, and, and how things work within the organization. And so, so that was probably about a a month long process of walking through that. Great. What were the challenges along the way? Because I'm sure there were a few bumps. Did you have leaders that didn't wholly buy in? Did it take a little bit longer? Did you wrestle with setting this as a priority? I mean, what, what was it that were the biggest challenges to your success in getting that vision map? done and articulate. I, I think the top three areas were one trust of, of our partners okay. in this journey and, and, and that process, right? Cause we haven't done it before yeah. right. in that way. Right. Um, number two was, uh, really finding the time and holding the people accountable. Um, and, and then just having the, uh, the fortitude to, to finish, right. To, yeah. to get to the, the finished product. Because even when we were done the first time with the vision map, when they first brought it back, mm-hmm. right, we, we got out the red pens. And we're like, nope, not over here, not over there, move it over here. <laughs> and so that was interesting, right? Yes. And we talked about, is it going to be on a piece of paper? Maybe it's going to be on a 55-gallon drum because we put a lot of our product in drums. Yeah, for which is kind of cool. Yeah. Picture. And so we went around and around and around. and uh, But to stick with it um, – I would say those are some of our biggest challenges. But Amy and the, and the team over at Disher, she was just she never she never got mad, she never lost patience. She just kept okay. Now we got to do this relentless. Piece. And now we got to keep doing this it. piece. She really did. She stayed right on it. Very very positive um, experience. The whole team had that. Yeah, the whole yeah. team. Had that. When you when you take on a work like this, mm-hmm. so important to your company, but on top of just running the business every day, it's like everybody's got homework every night. Right. You yeah. know, it's a it's kind of a new thing, and it is a lot, but it made a difference. It made a significant difference in your business, yes. Brad. So, so talk to our listeners about what that difference was. What did that look like? What did that feel like to you? <sighs> So kind of some of the big areas, I think the the leader alignment and cohesiveness was big. And not just our, our top management, but our supervisors as well, which allowed us to have that communication, older employees, newer employees, everybody in the middle, right, um, that were on the same page. That's great. We, we, we talk about it more. Mm-hmm. We, we talk about the vision map. We talk more about who we are, why we do what we do, why we are where we are on a regular basis. Every employee meeting, every departmental meeting, every picnic, every Christmas party, we bring up some piece of it Mm -hmm. and we talk about it. And one of the things that I think has really been valuable is, you know, we have on the, on the bottom of our uh, uh, vision map, how we operate. Mm -hmm. And we came up with two acronyms, uh, PMA and GRACE. PMA for positive mental attitude. Nice. And and grace for growth, responsibility, attitude, character, and excellence. Nice. And we tell every employee in the organization, this is how we operate, and you have the authority of the owner of the company to challenge anyone else in the company if they're not doing those two things. That's great. Including me. Yeah. If you feel like, Brad, you're you're going off the rails here, you're allowed to say something. Because this is how we operate. That's terrific. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that is your roadmap. That's yes. your grounding. And every decision you make and every new opportunity that you consider and every problem or challenge you need to meet gets funneled through that vision map. It does. 
every time. Every new employee not only gets a copy of this, but sits down and meets with myself and our president um, to talk about our history, to talk about why we do what we do for our customers, because it's a little different. Yeah. Yeah. How did that affect your hiring process and your ability to acquire talent in this difficult environment? Well, if you've been involved in any interviews recently, especially with our our absolutely best um, group of individuals for mm-hmm. the future of this com- country, the millennials, <laughs> if you allow them, them. <laughs> if you ask that or allow them to ask a question in the interview, they will say, what's your culture? Yeah. And it may be their first question. Right. It's very, very, very important to them. Yeah. And so we do culture on purpose now. Yeah. And we talk about it and we invite others to add to it. We don't tell people, and we're not shoving people into our round hole. Mm-mm. This, our culture is ever evolving. Yeah. Because we want the creativity and the new ideas from the new folks to be part of the core of who we are. Yeah. That's great. Because the core doesn't change. Yeah. Yeah. So in the end, what do you believe the Disher difference was? What did they do for you that you couldn't do for yourself when you were in that sort of stuck space, Brad? Everything that's on the vision map came from us, but they needed to pull it out of us. Uh, okay. They needed to pull back the curtain and allow that to come out. So having them as a business partner has been a great experience um, and uh, a great positive growth for the the inside of our company, right? Because we've continued to grow. We were right. growing. We continue to grow with customers. But I knew if we didn't take care of the health inside of the organization, that something was going to come to a halt. Right. So the morale is stronger and better. The culture is much stronger. It's not done. It won't no, be done. I would it's say ever evolving, ever growing. You bet. Yeah. And we're still going to work with these folks on some other ways that they can help us and some productivity studies uh, and some other things because they've just yeah. done a great job. Yeah. It sounds like it's a partnership that's going to continue for years to come. Well, working on your culture, it, it is. It's a dynamic thing and you need to give it constant attention like you would your garden or your relationship with your spouse. I mean, it, it requires constant attention for right. it to be healthy. That's outstanding. Great story. Thank you for sharing that with us. Let me say, if our listeners would like to get more information about you, Jeff, and how you started Disher and what you do for companies, what's the best way for them to reach you? Yeah, um, email's the best way. And we have uh, an email that people can uh, write to. It's info at disher.com. Okay. simple. Easy enough. And Brad, how about you? If folks are interested in Web Chemical and learning more about your journey and some of the challenges that you address and how you did it, how can they reach you? We've, uh, with some of our, our newer employees, they've revamped our entire website. Uh, web has got two Bs, so it's webchemical.com. Come check us out. All right. Excellent. Thank you, yeah. both of you, for being Thank guests today on The Welsh Wire, our production co-produced today with the Family Business Alliance in Grand Rapids. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, Sherry. Thanks, Sherry. Thank you for listening to The Welsh Wire. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. For more information, visit welshandassociates.net.